want to begin with a question today. If you were to make a list of hazardous things for people in full-time ministry, what would be on your list? If you were thinking about pitfalls for people who are Christian leaders, what would be highest on your list? Things that are hazards, pitfalls, things that can trip us up in ministry. Well, there might be many things on the list, and Dr. Jansen does messy ministry as one of the uh, topics covered in the uh, mentored ministry, all sorts of different scenarios, crisis that people can face. But I want you to listen to these lessons from seasoned ministry leaders and their reflections on this question. Leanne Payne wrote, It is especially hazardous for people in full-time ministry where the needs and pressures of the day, centering on the work of the Lord and on helping of others, can cloud our first duty of loving, glorifying, and enjoying God always. Then she quotes Oswald Chambers who says, The greatest competitor of devotion to Jesus is service to him. The greatest competitor of devotion to Jesus is service to him. How often have you and I gotten so busy with ministry that we neglect our first responsibility, our first love, about enjoying and glorifying God? Biblical scholar David Garland reflects on our text for today and he says, the disciples seem more interested in action than prayer. Here Jesus is showing praying before going into action. Busy ministers probably can easily identify with Jesus. The demands of ministry and church members frequently interrupt study and prayer. And they are tempted to spring into action when? Before preparing their hearts and their minds before God. He said the worst thing that can happen is for them to be temporarily successful because they can delude themselves into thinking that prayer and study are dispensable extras in ministry. Have you ever had a time when you've done an assignment on empty? Preached a message and you're halfway through and you're bored and it's you preaching. I've had that happen because I've forgotten about first things first. Are there times when you and I have sprung into action before preparing our hearts and minds before God? Well, to help us avoid such ministry pitfalls, today I want to explore a few of Christ's kingdom priorities. And there are many, but there are a few in this passage that are highlighted. Today, let's join Jesus. I love the emphasis that Renee Embray, who teaches periodically for us, has been sharing in the convention about joining God, joining Jesus in the neighborhood. So what's Jesus up to? Today, let's join Jesus. Join Jesus in saying no. In saying no. Hear Christ's call to intentional prioritization. Join Jesus in saying no. Listen again to the verses from Mark 1. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. The new RSV gets it right with the intensity. The NIV sort of tones it down. They were looking for him. No, they were hunting for him. The images of being tracked down. A posse is set out. Let's get this guy. Where is he? We have people for him to see. Things for him to do. 
It's a picture of pressure, of demands, of high expectations. The sobering news for us as leaders is that if you're a leader, people will be hunting for you. People will be searching for you. People will have things that they want you to do for them. Not just a few things, a lot of things. The nature of ministry and of study is that the work is never done. It's never finished because there is more that could be done, or in the opinion of others, more that should be done. It's what some people call the tyranny of the urgent. So the disciples hunt down Jesus, and they finally find him, and I imagine Jesus sort of nodding his head. Let us go. He's not bowing into the pressure and the expectations of others, because Jesus was so in step with the Spirit, so aware of his kingdom priorities, that he knew when to say no. And so he could go about God's work in God's time. This classic book on time management and life leadership, First Things First, Stephen Covey wrote this wonderful line, It's easy to say no when there's a deeper yes burning inside. It's easier to say no when there's a deeper yes burning inside. What about us? Are we able to say no because we have a deeper yes burning inside? Are we able to say no with Jesus because like him we know why we have come? Today let's join Jesus by saying no. Let's hear Christ's call to intentional prioritization. In Christ's life and ministry, the path to his priorities usually led through prayer. You see him praying at pivotal times and as a regular rhythm. So today, let's join Jesus in praying. Let's hear Christ's call to spiritual formation. So I was meditating on our text for today, preparation. A few days ago, the devotional note in the Bible I was using jumped out at me and said this. Why would Jesus, the incarnate Son of God, with only three years to fulfill his mission... Take time to go off alone to pray. Jesus would only invest such precious time if, in some mysterious way, the writer said, even he needed time with his Father to know his will, assurances, and resources. Through prayer, he sought guidance and strength for the day's ministry. If Jesus needed to seek God in prayer, how much more do we need to do the same? Ouch, that question hurts a bit. How much more do we need to do the same? So as all of us look at our fall schedules, and you might have been coming off the retreat about flourishing and go, I can't even think about flourishing, I'm so frazzled. As you think about all your priorities and pulled here, there, and everywhere, what will our spiritual rhythm be? prayer and solitude and other spiritual practices? What will we do daily and weekly and monthly and annually? Christ's example in Mark 1 is echoed in Luke 5.16. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. I don't know about you, but I'm haunted by that verse sometimes. How willing am I to join Jesus and put my name in that sentence? But John often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Or... At ADC, staff and faculty, Christians on campus, people who join us, 
often with whom the lonely places and pray. Today, let's join Jesus in praying. Let's hear Christ's call to spiritual formation. But if we are true to Scripture, spiritual formation is not an end in itself, but rather something that sends us out. As Elizabeth O'Connor highlighted years ago, there's a journey inward and a journey outward. It's a back and forth. So today, let's join Jesus in preaching and healing. Let's hear Christ's call to integral mission, to bring those things together. Let's join Jesus in both preaching and healing. Jesus answered, Let us go to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came to do. And he went through Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. If you read our text in context, as Keith was highlighting for us, you realize that Jesus invested a great deal of time and energy in both proclaiming the message about God's kingdom and also in a variety of healing ministries. Jesus modeled this missional combination of proclamation and demonstration of God's compassion. Long before preschools and elementary educators did a lot of show and tell and said, that's really important. After coming back from the summer, what did you do? What is this about? Jesus did show and tell with the kingdom. Let me tell you about the kingdom. Let me show you the kingdom. I want to caution you at the beginning of the term that it's easy to become jaded in seminary. I remember it was an eager seminary and I started off my years of training and an older student said, Seminary is like a cemetery. I thought, oh, that's uplifting. (laughs) His point was that he had gotten so fixated on studying about God that he forgot to do things with God and connect with God. So if the Divinity College students here see all your courses as simply hoops to jump through, it will be deadly for your energy. But instead, if you see your courses as opportunities to join Jesus in both preaching and healing, then the Spirit can spark your passion for learning. Preaching and worship course can help you communicate with clarity and creativity. The biblical and theological and historical courses can help you realize the kingdom is on the move. Here's how it's shaped history and ideas and rooted in scripture. That's what the kingdom means. Or if you take a course in pastoral care, I can be a part of the healing ministry of Jesus by being a healing presence. A spiritual formation course could spark your passion to be captivated by Christ. I could continue with more examples, but I think you get the point. Don't go through the motions. Join Jesus in integral mission. Don't just do courses here, but join Jesus in preaching and healing. On the journey of ministry and maturity, it's easy to get distracted or discouraged. But we can help each other as a Christian community to stay focused. C.S. Lewis once said, put first things first, and we get second things thrown in. Put second things first, and we lose both the first and second things. Did you get that? Put first things first, and we get second things thrown in. Put second things first, and we lose both the first and second things. 
In this first few weeks of the term, let's put first things first. We've got lots to do. That's nothing new. Let's put first things first. Let's join Jesus in saying no. Let's join Jesus in praying. Let's join Jesus in preaching and healing. Let's respond to Christ's call on our lives. And we want to do that right now by having a moment to pray with this passage in biblical meditation or Lectio Divina where we just listen to what the Lord might have to say for us. Maybe one of these areas that we've introduced today is something that you need to reflect on right now. So what I'm going to do is lead us through this passage. I'll read it a couple times and then you can reflect and respond as the Lord leads you in prayer. As we refocus in prayer to start this time of prayer together, of quiet reflection, I'm going to pray with the words of Samuel when he was learning how to listen to the Lord. Speak, Lord, your servants, your servant. Each one of us here, all of us want to be listening to you. Help us to hear your voice alone as we reflect on your word together right now. As I read through the passage twice, listen for the image or idea or part of the passage that jumps out at you, that draws you in, that focuses your attention. Mark 1. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. I'll read through the passage again. Listen for the image or idea or part of the passage, the verse or phrase that draws your attention, that grabs you, that jumps out for you. And sit with that when that comes up. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. Now spend a few moments reflecting on the passage. You may want to read it again later today and reflect on it more. As you focus your attention on what the Spirit has drawn your attention to, how do you want to respond to the Lord today?
Is there something that encourages you or discourages you? Something that you need to say to Jesus or you sense he is saying to you? Have that heart-to-heart conversation in the quiet of your heart as you respond to the part of the passage that the Spirit is speaking to you through today. As you prayerfully ponder the passage, you may want to simply rest in the image or idea, not to try to analyze it or figure it all out, but just simply sit with it. Soak in the scripture. Rest in the truth of God's word. As you hear the invitation to join Jesus, is there something that you want to resolve to do that the Lord is leading you to hear his call? Some way that he is inviting your renewal. A resolution that I will do this. Maybe it's in the area of saying no to something. Maybe it's in the area of cultivating more prayerfulness. Maybe it's in the area of communicating the good news. Maybe it's in the area of being a healing presence. Maybe it's in some other area. Ask the Lord to show you of the many things that could be done, what is the next step on the journey to maturity and ministry for you on this day? Talk to Christ about that commitment and ask for the Spirit's empowerment. Lord, we thank you that you are the master who shows us how to minister. You are the one who leads us in every area of life and leadership. We look to you. We pray that through the power of your spirit, we would be receptive and responsive to your leading in the days ahead. May you shape the fall. May we be open to your shaping work in our lives. For we pray with expectancy in the powerful and gentle name of Jesus Christ, who is our Savior and Lord, our forgiver and life leader. In Jesus' name, amen.